Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And good morning and welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. Well, I hope you're having a wonderful morning. I know that I'm very grateful to have you here. And for those of you that are brand new to the program, welcome. I really want to try to get you in the saddle first thing today. We're going to be discussing seven retirement mistakes, and these are important that we avoid. But before we do, I want to encourage you, if you're new to the program or you're just now starting to get engaged and thinking about retirement, if you're within even five years of retirement, education and preparedness is going to be the number one priority for you. And I'm going to encourage you, go to a simple website called theretirementincomestore.com, theretirementincomestore.com. I encourage you to go there because this is going to be a valuable resource for you. It allows you to be able to learn about what it takes to retire, not just based upon some person's opinion, but rather something that's going to actually give you tools. It's going to give you resources to be able to determine for yourself what really makes up a successful retirement so that you can follow the path. You know, we can look at other individuals and we can see they're successful. Maybe they're successful in health. Maybe they're successful in business. And I've always believed that if we really study that person's life, success leaves clues. And if we patterned what we do after what they did, we're going to get similar results. Well, we want to be successful in retirement. We want to be able to retire one time, do it the correct way, and enjoy the rest of our retired life. So I'm going to encourage you to go to the Retirement Income Store something that's going to be able to provide you the information and basic terminology that you can understand that's going to make sense to help you have that successful retirement that you want. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management.com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss 
on each episode every Saturday morning. Now, let's get into this. This is going to be broad, but yet very specific. And I'm not ranking these as priority. In other words, this is the number one. This is number two. These are just seven mistakes that I see people making that we want to really flesh out and we want to study and be attentive to try to avoid. Number one on my list is really going to be taking and underestimating life expectancy. You know, there was a periodical, an article, a very lengthy study that was done by the Hamilton Project that was discussing and studying the life expectancy in America. And, you know, since 1900 to today, life expectancy has done nothing but increase. Now, there was a short period of time where we had an epidemic of the influenza. And, of course, we did see a very short period of time in which life expectancy dropped just because of statistical averages. But today, women are living 69% longer than they were in 1900. Today, men are living 65% longer than they were in 1900. And I attribute all of this due to the tremendous advances in medical technology. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that cures for illnesses, diseases, that they will be found. And with that comes more of an abundance, more of a longevity. And if we're not estimating a proper life expectancy, or we're rather underestimating how long we're going to live, we're going to find ourselves in a problem. Consequently, people, I believe, are going to be living to their hundreds. And so my question is, if you're alive at 80, 85, 90, 95, maybe 100, that means one thing for your retirement resources, for the money that you save for retirement. It means that you're going to still need some. And the number one fear Today is people running out of money. So what are your plans? What are you going to do about it? Have you thought about how you're going to make your resources stretch? How you're going to be able to continue to maintain resources to live off from in creating income for yourself? You know, we call this the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show because I want you to capitalize on what you've worked so hard for. And if you've listened to the show before, you understand that my main emphasis, my main passion is seeing people who have plenty of retirement income in retirement. Number two mistake is paying too much in taxes. You know, here's the thing. Just because people are retired doesn't mean that they don't need to manage their taxes. Even today, people who are working for a living, people who are working at their jobs, They're being very blasé and sanguine about their taxes. What are we doing about taxes? We know that in 2022, taxes are going to be likely going up. We don't know by what amount. We don't know necessarily exactly how it's going to affect us. But we're enjoying the lowest taxes in 35 years. So what are you doing to be able to make certain you're not paying too much in taxes? We need to be thoughtful about the kind of money that we're saving. You see, as a fiduciary, one of the primary mistakes that I see happening with retirees is the fact that they've saved. They've been diligent savers. Don't get me wrong. They've saved and saved and saved. But by the time they make it to retirement, their teeter-totter is so lopsided one direction where they have nothing but taxable resources. 
In other words, they put it all into the traditional IRA. They put it all into the pre-tax 401k, 403b, 457 plan. And what does that mean? It means that they wanted to save in taxes today, but then now when they retire, everything that they have, whether it's their social security, whether it's their pension, whether it's the rental income that they're receiving or the money that they're withdrawing from their own retirement savings, it has the IRS attached to it. What are we going to do? Well, we need to be looking outside of the world of pre-tax and paying attention to Roth. We need to be looking outside of the pre-tax world and be looking at non-tax qualified things, things that are post-tax and being able to save money. Why? So that when you get to retirement, number one, you can start to utilize the resources, the money that you save that is pre-tax until you get up to one particular tax bracket. And then if you need additional income, income over that level, you can start to dip into other forms of money that you've saved that could then be tax-free. Do you see? We need to manage our taxes. We need to have a plan in place today, thinking further down the road. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Number three is not planning enough for the impact of inflation. I believe that people are investing often in the wrong type of investing. They're simply trying to maybe get rich quick. They're betting on very speculative investments. These are the types of investments that, yeah, they can make money real quick, but then they can also lose money real quick. And where does that necessarily get you? Taking an aggressive approach with all of your money, saving for retirement because you think you're behind. So now you need to bet on red number five in order to try to be able to make up for lost time because you didn't save enough. You didn't really realize the impact and the cost of living down the road. We need to be cognizant of what's happening with inflation. Why do we think that Social Security is going up approximately 5 6% in 2022? It's because inflation's going up. And though many economists believe that this inflation is very transitory, I'm not convinced of that. Value traps. This is another area that investors get caught in. They tend to go out and they think of themselves as bargain hunters are going to find these Stocks that have been beaten down, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a big value equity fan, but we have to be so very careful. This is not for the faint of heart because what will happen is you buy a stock that's been depressed, hoping that it recovers very quickly. And in reality, it doesn't. It turns into a value trap where it just tracks sideways. It never really recovers. It never really grows. And you see, that's a major problem. If we think about, say, General Electric, Man, General Electric was one of the household names of the world. That was one of the stocks, one of the equities that you could buy. And you knew that because of all the development, the advancements of technology that they were going through, they just continued compounding and their stock continued to go up. But today we look at General Electric stock and my goodness, it's definitely not growing. 
It's basically a value trap. It's just simply sat there and tracked sideways for years and years and years. And so we need to be very, very careful that if we're going to be value stock investing, we're attentive to the fact that these could be stocks that may not grow, they may not appreciate, they may not recover for a very long time. Not saving personally enough. Now, I'm going to get to this one because I believe in and of itself, it is a very big mistake that people make. But I meet with people today that are in their late 50s, their early 60s, and it's unbelievable to me. They're still only saving, say, 3% of their wages or 4% of their wages. They're saving just enough to get the match, and that's it. We need to remember that retirement, a successful retirement, doesn't take just the economy. It takes our participation, too. We need to be pounding money into our retirement savings, saving for the future. And you see, those that aren't saving for the future today and they're not saving enough, they're only saving just a little bit, what they're doing with the rest of their money is typically they're spending it. But guess what's going to happen when they get to retirement? When they get to retirement, they're going to have this lifestyle. They're going to have this expectation. They're going to have this sense of what they believe the life should be to be able to spend and go out to dinner and take all the trips. And they're going to soon find themselves in retirement in a position where they won't have the money to be able to do that. They won't have the income to be able to do that. Not sourcing investments that pays interest and dividends, I believe, is another reason for people failing with regards to inflation. You see, we need to be having our principal working hard for us. And if I'm going to own equities, if I'm going to own stock, well, that's fine and dandy, but I want that stock to be paying me for taking on the risks that I'm taking on. This is the reason I'm a big advocate of interest and dividends. Inflation, if we say inflation is going to average three, three and a half percent, that's fine. But Is our stock portfolio going to do that? Now, we can get into averages and we can talk all about averages. We can say since the turn of the century that the stock market averaged 7%. But guess what? We all know if we turn back the clock and we remember back of early 2000, we went through the tech bubble burst. That was a 50% decline in three years. Was that an average of 7% each year? No, it was not. When we look at 2007, 8, and 9, stock market dropped 63%. Now, was that an average of 7%? Most definitely not. So you see, we have to be careful about averages. Averages can be misleading. This is the reason I always want interest and dividends on my money. Now, we've only covered three of the seven. So sit tight, buckle in. We've got four more to go. And these will be the ones you want to hear. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Time now for more of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to this episode or continuation of the episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. Well, today we've been talking about seven retirement mistakes. 
in really no particular order. These are mistakes that we want to avoid, though, and we want to avoid them as early on in our working life as we possibly can. We want to avoid these mistakes so that we have as smooth of a transition from working to retirement, from accumulation to distribution as is possible. Now, if you're just joining us, the first three, we're basically underestimating life expectancy. Longer and longer we are living because of the advancements in medical technology and medicine and care. This is a major problem because the longer we live, the longer our money needs to stick around. It needs to be with us. And so what are we doing about that to be able to be cognizant of the fact that we may live a lot longer than what we expect? Are we investing to that end? Number two, paying too much in taxes. I believe the people are paying attention to taxes today, but they're not paying attention to taxes down the road when they retire. And you may be thinking if you're retired and you're hearing the program, well, there's nothing I can do. That's not true. You see, there's things called Roth conversions, and you can take the pre-tax money that you have saved, that you've potentially saved too much of, and you can start to convert that little by little into tax-free money, money that's going to allow you the opportunity to be able to have tax-free income down the road. And you may be thinking, well, it's just a little too late for that. Well, I would disagree. There is instances where doing Roth conversions too late in life really are a major mistake. But unless you've actually had a professional like a CPA or a fiduciary like myself sit down and run the analysis, I'm not utterly convinced that it's fair for you to make that assessment because it could very well work to your benefit if you actually did it. Number three is going to be not planning enough for the impact of inflation. We have been looking, we have been watching. When you drive down the road and you need gas, I don't know, it just irritates me every time I have to pull into a gas station because these are not the gas prices that I expect. Now, maybe I should just increase my expectations or lower my expectations. I don't know. But when I go to the grocery store, it irritates me how much a pound of bacon is. It irritates me when I see the cost of goods and services that people, hardworking people have worked so hard for, and they're seeing their dollars being diminished. They're seeing their dollars being eroded by inflation. Well, let's get into the other four. Number four is relying upon government and employer retirement programs, both federal as well as state. You know, Social Security is often noted as being SS. And I would say that SS is almost about to become SOS. You know, we are under a position of strain and duress when it comes to Social Security. And I want my clients to be able to get as much as they're rightfully entitled to from Social Security. But Social Security is definitely going to be here for your generation. But I highly doubt it's going to be here for successive generations. And so even those of you that are listening to this program that are younger, I encourage you do something about it. Don't anticipate just because your parents or grandparents had Social Security means that you're going to have it. You need to save as though it's not even going to be there for you. Pensions. Today, pensions. Some people have pensions, but pensions have become uh, a foregone conclusion. That ship has sailed. We see pensions and corporate pensions, state and corporate pensions that are underwater. We see that they're nearly broke 
because of underestimating life expectancy. So you see a theme here. We've seen matches within employer retirement programs dwindling where they used to match 6%. Now, today, the average is about 3 It's declining. And then people are reducing the amount that they're deferring into their 401ks or 403bs because, well, they want to just invest just enough to get the match, but that's it. That's a major mistake. Basically relying upon the employer to do the saving for you, relying upon the government to do the saving for you. Listen, retirement is your responsibility. It's my responsibility. We have to take stock in what we're doing because it's going to be our retirement when we retire, not anyone else's. And this goes for those that are relying upon an advisor, a broker, an insurance company. When you're saying, guess what? It's their responsibility to give me a great retirement. Well, I would ask you to reconsider that because this is something where there is so many different things that we need to be attentive to. And of course, you may be working with a wonderful financial advisory service, or you may be working with a fine person as an advisor, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can control all the different facets of the market. You personally have to be involved in your own retirement. Retirement programs are discontinuing. We see it all over the place. Because of COVID and the shutdown of the economy, many businesses have decided to reconsider or to scale back what they're contributing to the retirement programs, even if they are offering a retirement program. Some have discontinued it because of the expenses. Some are taking the expenses of their retirement program and they're causing more of the employee to shoulder that burden of responsibility. So we have to be very careful relying too heavily upon the government, whether that's federal, state, or even on our own personal employer. Number five, not preparing for uncovered healthcare expenses or long-term care. You know, I read an article recently by the American Action Forum that said by 2030, there is an estimated 24 million Americans that are going to need long-term care. By 2030, it is estimated that the cost in America for long-term care is going to exceed over $2.5 trillion. Now, as we age, as we get older, we know that we're not going to have the same vitality. We're not going to have the same mobility. We're not going to have the same flexibilities to be able to live life the way that we did when we were in our 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. And so the question becomes, what are we doing to prepare for those uncovered healthcare expenses? You know, when my dad had a stroke and he went into the nursing home, he was receiving physical therapy. And then after about two weeks, he stopped. And I asked why. And they said, well, he's not progressing. So Medicare stopped paying for it. Well, we wanted him to continue to receive that physical therapy. And so guess what? It came out of our pocket for that to continue to happen. Just to give you a little reference today, home health care aides. If you brought in a home health care aide, the average median cost is around $47,800 a year. Homemaker aid services coming in and maybe cleaning up the home, doing some dishes, being able to take care of you, $51,500. Adult daycare is the cheapest. This is where a child might be taking care of the parent, but the parent has to be dropped off for a few hours while the child goes and does something that they need to do. 
That's nearly $20,000 a year just for adult daycare. Assisted living facilities. Yes, you're still independent. You can still do a few things, but you need a little bit of assistance. $48,600. And then let's get to the big enchilada. Skilled care. Semi-private room, $90,200. That's the middle of the road, the median. Private room, $102,200. And guess what? You may be thinking, well, I'm not going to need that. It ain't going to happen to me. Well, I'd like to think that too. But according to longtermcare.gov, they've done the analysis. They've done the statistics. 70% of people will need long-term care. And so the question is, what are you doing about it? There are so many different things that you can do. You could have a standalone long-term care policy. You could actually insure yourself against that kind of care. You could find a life insurance policy that provides death benefit if you die, but long-term care if you live. What are you doing with your resources, your financial resources? If you're investing for income, as I believe you should, where you're getting interest and dividend income in addition to having accessibility to your principal, now you have an opportunity to be able to use those interest and dividend dollars to buy that protection or to pay for that protection. Number six, and I've mentioned this a couple of different ways, but I'm really going to harp on it now, is not saving enough personally. According to Business Insider, 70% of Americans say that they're behind in savings. Are you? Do you feel that little nag in the in the gut of your the pit of your stomach that says you haven't saved enough? You see, people sometimes say to me that they're not saving because they're scared of the stock market. I hate to break it to you, but that's not a good reason to not save. You can work with a fiduciary like myself, and I can show you plenty of opportunities for you to be able to save outside of the world of the stock market, outside of the world of the 401k and the 403b. I can show you how if you have a 401k or a 403b, if you're 59 and a half, there's ways that you can take that risk off the table. Even the government knows how risky 401ks are. This is the reason when you make it to 59 and a half, they take the handcuffs off. Now you've been given an opportunity to take your money out and to roll that money out tax-free from the 401k into something so that you can safely protect the money. And guess what? You can add to that. You can do things outside of the stock market to save. If you're a person that's completely risk adverse, there's plenty of risk-free things that you can invest in. Sure, they're not going to make you double-digit rates of return, but they're going to be able to provide you gains and interest and dividends on your money that's going to help you be able to compound and save for retirement. And let's get to the last one. People who are focusing on financial products instead of a retirement plan. Folks, I cannot emphasize enough that when we put all of our faith, hope, and expectation, lock, stock, and barrel in financial products, I don't care if it's a mutual fund. I don't care if it's a variable annuity. I don't care what it is. It's a financial product. Instead of having a retirement plan, that is a major mistake. This is the reason why fiduciaries like myself exist. This is the reason why people say, that's it. I need to seek the advice of a fiduciary. I need to work with someone who can help design a plan for me. Now, once you have a plan, will financial products find their way into that plan 
as a tool in the toolbox? And the answer is yes, absolutely. But having financial products without having a financial plan means that it's like the blind leading the blind. You don't know if it's going correctly and if it's going the right way or if it's potentially jeopardizing your retirement. Well, we're out of time. Look at how fast the time goes. But I hope that just reminding you of these simple seven mistakes is enough to motivate you to reach out for the help that you feel that you need. If you ever choose to reach out to us, 866-290-3837, 866-290-3837. Go to my website, Johnson WIM, which stands for Wealth Income Management, and you'll find that there's a little link there to communicate to us, to send us a question, to send us a comment. You can also go to our radio podcast channel, which is just CapitalizeLife.com. You'll be able to get all of the past episodes of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. And I just really appreciate you doing that and giving us a bit of feedback as to what you think and what you don't think. I want to see you succeed in retirement, and I know you do too. So take the necessary steps to make your retirement the best retirement ever. Remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.